So hi, everybody. Welcome back to Beyond the Facade. I'm Doña Junta from Swami Chronicles. Hey, everybody. I'm Sabrina from Observing Spooks and Other Vices. And we have a special guest today. I'm Wayne Poe from Mr. Poe's Morgue. Today's episode was really inspired by one of the supporters on my Swami Chronicles page. They asked a question, which I asked you guys, and we'll get to the question at the end of the episode, but we just decided, okay, why not just do an episode on? We're going to do Linda Vista Hospital in Boyle Heights. That we just decided to kind of dig deep into the history and also talk about the paranormal part of that. I think that's kind of what it's uh, known for, for the most part. And we're going to just dig into that uh, on today's episode on Linda Vista Hospital in Boyle Heights. Thank you to that person that inspired the episode, even though I don't know, we should have probably done it before. We just didn't, but. It's one of those things we have. There's so many gems out there. Well, at least we're getting to it. I'm going to just start with some of the early, early history because it wasn't always Linda Vista. It has gone through maybe like three name changes around there. And so I'm going to start with the early history and then kind of how it transitioned to the paranormal world. Okay, so I'm just going to go over some of the history right now. I'm going to call it Linda Vista originally, but I'm going to get into the actual name of it. So Linda Vista Hospital has a long history. The hospital opened around July 1st, 1905 and served railroad employees who worked for the Santa Fe Railroad Company. The hospital was first called Santa Fe Coastlines Hospital. So during those days, Obviously, the rails were like very important for transportation and getting not just people, but like pretty much industry, right? Yes. The, the railway opened up industry to Los Angeles, the port of Los Angeles, to the East Coast. Yeah. So they, they needed a special hospital just like for the, the train workers and the people that worked on the rails. Kind of like how you see the VA hospital for veterans in a sense, right? They they decided to build it right in the Boyle Heights, right across from Hollenbeck Park. Hollenbeck Park, which had already been there. The, uh, Hollenbeck Park was there from the, like sometime in the late 1800s. So it, they decided to build it in that part of the land right across the street. You know, when I was doing some of the research, um, they had really good description of how the hospital originally looked you know what how it looked around so I'll, I'll describe some of that what they wrote in the articles so it was originally described as being surrounded by ornamental trees shrubbery and extensive flower plots the main building had two two to three stories broad verandas glass enclosed corridors courtyard plotted with flowers floors made of cement and hardwood through the corridors the hospital originally had no angles but coved hallways like there was a lot of cold hallways. I guess that made it easier to transport patients. Maybe I guess that was innovative at the time that there's no sharp angles in, in that part of the building. The hospital originally had a, a number of fire escape and it was fireproof, which was like a big deal back in those days that it's fireproof. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it was also, it, it had some rooms too, that were soundproof. So that was also a big thing. So there were seven buildings connected by passageways. At the time, 100 patients, and then they added 150 more patients of uh, availability of beds. The back of the main building was a two-story for medical staff. And in that building, there was laundry, bakery, a kitchen, a dining room. One really, I liked it, was a really cool feature. And I don't know if you guys seen this later or if you remember, it was like a three-steel, two-fire escape, like a spiral slide fire escape i've never seen it seen anything like that yeah and it was for you know in case of a fire they'll push the patients down this slide because the patients <laughs> couldn't run down a fire escape so they would be pushed down the slide and they described an elevator like a novelty it had buttons um, <laughs> there is heating and ventilation in the administration area patients would have indirect and or direct steam heat. And the third floor had a solarium so the patients could sunbathe. And that reminded me of the general hospital. Remember when on the roof of the general hospital, they would take them out in the middle of the day so they could sunbathe or get their vitamin D. I just imagine a bunch of hospital beds on the roof. Yeah. Which is so weird, right? It really is kind of alarming in my, in my opinion. But yeah, I can imagine it. So they had a, what they called a solarium. So it was a, a room specifically for that. The operating room was made of tile. It was circular and it had a dressing room, which provided lotions and bandages. 
they had like a, a room for pathology, an X-ray room, a dark room for optical and a morgue. The patient's rooms, like when you would go in there, they had a cot, a glass top table, a chair, and they would pass around a porcelain bathtub so they could take a bath to each, you know, patient. They'll roll it around. I thought that was cool. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> and patients that had a fever, they had certain kind of lighting with restful colors. So it's really interesting too. It's interesting how far medicals come. Like, you know, the discoveries have come this day. Like, that's an interesting thought. The second floor uh, had a reception hall and an office for physicians and surgeons. The third floor had 11 rooms, an open corridor, and a special diet kitchen. The cost at the time to build the place was about $80,000. So it was not even as much as you would think now for building a hospital. At the time, the architecture was a Moorish style building and it was designed by Charles Whitley and W.H. Moore was the architect also in the building. Sorry, the architect and building supervisor. Originally, the building was the Moorish style, but I did find out that it did get a remodel to kind of what it is now, that facade in 1938. So it got more of a mission revival style. They did remodel that front part of it. And that was uh, remodeled by H.L. Gilman. So that, I guess maybe they just wanted to change it in 1938. So, I mean, obviously it was 30 years later around there, they wanted to remodel a little bit. I wonder why. That's interesting. It's definitely the one, the, the Spanish style, so it's the one that we see and we remember and the one that Linda Vista that we think of. Exactly. So I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen so I could show you guys like a slideshow, just a quick one of some of the stuff I found of some of the original photos. Okay. So this is the original building in 1905, how it looked. Oh, wow. And I think that front part was remodeled to what we see now, right? More of the, the uh, Spanish side. Originally yeah. it had that Moorish look. Interesting. What do you guys see, think about looking at it? Does it seem like completely different or there's still some elements? That's completely different. Right? There's yeah. elements though. It's like the bones, right? Yeah. It's like the bones underneath. It's interesting though. Yeah. That tower. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is just another angle, but these are some really old, old articles, so it's kind of hard to... I like the ornamental aspects to it up there in the Moorish part right there. The little cutouts. It's really interesting. And here's a slide. Do you guys see the slide? Ah, I see it. They even had a picture of like a person, like how it would look if they were going down the slide. That's so funny, right? <laughs> it is. That was, that was smart. That was a smart idea. They were thinking out of the box. For that one i feel like we've seen it on the side when you know the driveway yeah the back is that it or am i tripping maybe we, i think we gotta go we now gotta we go do, back right? yeah so, we have yeah. to so this slide was there and then here's another picture of the early early 1904 1905 i'm sorry very different and look at all this landscape i mean now there's a street right here it completely you know looks very, very different. So, and this was 1930s. It was like a kitchen area. So yeah, I thought that was interesting because when I seen it now, when I seen these old pictures, I'm like something changed. So yeah, it, you know, turns out that there was a remodel during that time. Also a couple of things that uh, happened was there was some name changes. There was a time that it was called Santa Fe Memorial Hospital. And in 1980, it changed to Santa Fe Community Hospital. And at the time, it was kind of criticized because I guess it was catering more to the Latino population. It, it had kind of started getting a bad reputation of like it wasn't caring for the poor, things like that. Later, I think in 1985, it was renamed Linda Vista Hospital, 1985. So it had those two names prior where it was still, and it was it was bought by a, a management email company that took bought it and took it over and that's where it became um linda vista so let me see here that's crazy so this whole time we call it linda vista when in reality it's been santa fe hospital mm -hmm. much much more longer yeah. i remember it was santa fe before but i didn't realize that it was so late that i got renamed so santa fe community hospital 1980 but originally the santa fe coastlines hospital so it had like wow. similar names right but so when it was linda vista in 1989 the emergency room closed because there was too many victims of gunshot wounds and they just couldn't handle it 
during that time, as we know in LA, it was like a big um, gang epidemic. There was a lot of violence going on. There, it was just wild. So there must have been a lot of like gunshot victims, and they had to close the ER in 1989. Plus, probably funding and all that too. You can only imagine the 80s and 90s were pretty hot. Even yeah. Yeah, and then also because they couldn't handle the gunshot wounds, a lot of people ended up dying there because they couldn't handle like too many people. So they got criticized because they weren't able to take care of these people, right? That were coming in. Yeah. So a lot of the ghosts could be gangsters. (laughs) And we've all, uh, since the beginning of time, or not the beginning of the time, but beginning since I've investigated, that's always been a thing. That's always what they have said. So that's interesting. Yeah. Also around that time, a lot of the trauma rooms in Los Angeles were being closed and people were criticizing that because where is everybody going to go with these emergency rooms are closing? So it wasn't only Linda Vista, it was several hospitals around LA County. Yes, you're right. There started, started to be decline in patient roles. And then in 1991, it finally closed after 86 years, like for good. So it closed during prime time of gang warfare. We're like, we're done. We're done. So everybody went to LAC, USC. Or over here, the little General Harbor UCLA Hospital, which is number one for trauma. Gunshot wounds now. It really is. Yeah, and they even fly you over there through the helicopter and all that. What happened after 1991? So after that, it was used extensively for film and television. So there's a ton of TV and film produced there. I didn't really get a chance to look at all the movies and TV film there. Maybe Wayne, if you know of any, um, you could share, but. Oh, some, one of them I know is Pearl Harbor filmed some scenes there. Uh, recently it was Insidious 2 filmed oh. in there. In the, in the fake, they, had, they had a fake church uh, building. Okay. The church interior with cues and windows. They filmed there. The other ones, I don't really come off my head, but there's a lot of independent movies filmed there. A lot of porn movies. Oh wow! All the time, all the time, filming there, and you know, like I said, there was there was some major production. I think think it was for TV. It was I want to say Supernatural and something else, something to do with horror film. I don't know if it was uh, Buffy. I don't think it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was something else. I'd I'd have to look at the. Uh, yeah, the, it said about the, over sixty films and TV shows and music videos through the years. And I don't make yeah. I don't doubt Buffy because I always hear that was filmed all over LA, even at Angela's Rosedale. Maybe it was. So in 2006, it was uh, officially put on the National Register of Historic Places, so it is safe. And in 2011, it got bought by developers and it turned into the Hollaback Terrace. It is currently now affordable senior housing. They did keep a lot of the historic elements because it was a you know it's a registered place, so they couldn't really change a lot. But they did keep a lot of the some of the original windows uh something called dumb waiters i don't even know what that is if it's like that, that's where um in the old in the older days like the 30s and stuff if you had to deliver food up to a next floor they they from the kitchen they'd put it in a what's called a dumb waiter it's like this little mini elevator for food and you'd, you'd pull it up to the next oh, floor. oh that's cool yeah yeah yeah, dumb waiters and then like some of the mailboxes, I guess, for the patient, the residents are in there. So that's kind of like the history of it, which I thought it was really cool because again, we only I only heard of it as kind of Linda Vista, but never really knew the background of it and then the architecture, how it did change. So so next we're gonna kind of just dive into the paranormal element because that's kind of how you guys became involved, right? As far as definitely the paranormal. You know, we could start with Wayne. Just, you know, share, how did you first, how did this become a thing, this place become a place to go for the paranormal for you? I was doing my, my documentary in 2010. I called several groups around LA and one of them was 3AM Paranormal. Uh, we couldn't agree on a few things. Like for instance, the, the uh, one of the owners of 3AM wanted full editing decisions on what I'd film. And, and wanted to keep the footage. And I said, it was my first documentary, but he, immediately I said, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna let anybody control what I'm gonna edit or film, you know? So we didn't really hit it off too much. But then later, who was at 3 a.m. Paranormal, but also she started, a, she was with a group called the uh, Paranormal Housewives. She called me up as a 3 a.m. representative and, and say, well, we can find kind of a middle ground. We're filming with them. 
And she said, well, we're going to be filming my group. I mean, not filming, I'm sorry. She wanted to investigate uh, my group at Linda Vista Hospital, my new group, uh, Paranormal Housewives. Be there, but they're not going to be filmed. And I said, okay, that sounds good. So uh, they invited me to, to uh, Linda Vista Hospital. I went down there and filmed with them. And 3 a.m. Paranormal was also there. They were doing um, some investigating off to the side. And uh, what normally, what happened is, uh, this is before it got taken over. We'll it's 2010? 2010? 2010. Okay. Yeah. This is on June 2010, I believe. What, what uh, local paranormal investigators would do is basically pay off the guy that was the caretaker of the building, you know? Oh. Uh, to, to investigate in there but unfortunately the guy would also invite other people to come in too so in the middle of your investigation you got other people walking down the hall and messing up your investigation and they're going what's going on you know and the guy said well it's a big place that's that was his excuse you know so he would invite other investigators or like people shooting well, no, people porn want to explore it. <laughs> not even investigators oh like for instance, in in my in my documentary night stalkers i've I'm filming with them and they had to stop because they're, do you hear those voices? Is that, did you hear a voice? You know, and they thought it was, first of all, thought it was paranormal, but no, it was somebody walking down the hallways of a little group of, group of teenagers. Uh, and I, they, I even filmed it. Then we went out there and said, what are you guys doing here? Said, oh, they let us in. So yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why, that's why, I mean, that's the first time I was there and I was there several, I mean, I was there a lot. I went there a lot, you know, and, uh, with other investigators and just uh sometimes they would call me to come down and film something what time would you guys be doing these or you would be doing this investigations like well that first one uh that was during the right during the day like you know 11 oh, okay. o'clock in the afternoon and now of course we some uh some get togethers we go at night and we sit in a matter of fact a ghost ghost adventures film there and the post supposedly the guy saw this ghost right in a one of the operating, not operating room, one of the medical rooms. And uh, we sat in there. I sat right next to the to the door where the guy saw the ghost. And we all sat in there in the dark, trying to record voices and things like that. And it's an old building, so you'd hear like bangings and stuff like that. You're not sure what it is. But then again, some of the windows were broken and everything. So it's probably of noise from outside. You know, it could be anything. So what do you, what do you consider like your experience with like anything like really like, oh my God, this is creepy. Like, or was it just kind of... What are your, well, what are your like, personal? Like, like I said, I was there a lot. And other investigators tell me how they've seen shadow people and caught all these voices and stuff. I didn't catch, I didn't catch one EVP. I didn't see anything, nothing at all. I just, re, I just recorded people's experience. But the one thing that happened was um, after a while, they, they show movies there, movies at a haunted location. Oh, so I think cool. it was a movie, movie called The Orphanage or something like that. And afterwards, I heard my first disembodied voice right there in, in Linda Vista. So it was like um, I was the, the room that they showed the movie and it pretty much cleared out. And there was a couple of people here and there. And like right behind my ear right here, I heard somebody say, Wayne, and it was a female voice. So I looked around. I thought it was just somebody standing behind me and there's nobody there. And I looked around, I even looked behind, see if there's a wall. You know, I looked everywhere and there's a couple of people in front of me. So I walked up to them. I said, did you guys call me? And he goes, no. And then the, the woman that was with them saying, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I tried, I tried to, I tried to um, figure out, because at that point I was really more skeptical than I am now. So I tried to figure it out. So could it be like a voice from outside that bounced off the walls or something? You know, I was just getting to more stupid and stupid. It was a go. I guess what, what is it? It's a ghost maybe. But if somebody was right there, just like just like normal, it wasn't spooky or anything like that. I thought someone was right behind me. And then I heard my name being called right behind me. That's yeah. what really started getting me up. Gee, I wonder if this stuff is real, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so you would say that you started going from 2010 and then like the next few years, it was a place you were going to. Yeah, well, there was a, an incident that probably Sabrina would get more into around the end of 2011 that a lot of the paranormal investigators decided to stop going there. Okay. But it had, before you, you had gone there and maybe you could answer that Sabrina on your part from what the history, obviously it's been closed since 1991. So it had a lot of time that it's been kind of empty. It sounds like it's had been a place that people were going already for some time or, or urban explorers. Yeah. That would break in. 
break in some of the windows and they walk in and film stuff or take pictures. Like a lot of people do in abandoned buildings, you know, and there's, there was one guy that lived there along with the caretaker was there. And then the son, a guy, they called a security guard, but basically just lived there and watched over the buildings. And from what I heard, you could pay him like 20 bucks and go into the buildings whenever you want to. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, so weird, huh? It happens a lot. For instance, at the Cecil Hotel, that's happening now. If you find a certain uh, security guard, you can just pay them off and walk right in. Yeah, we didn't get that lucky last time, but <laughs> Sabrina <laughs> no. was trying to get in. I tried hard, but <laughs> I, I don't think that she... Gonya Junta really wanted to go in in the nighttime that bad. Okay, so yeah, that that's really interesting. So how how did you, Sabrina? How did you kind of come into play during this era? So I was a newbie paranormal investigator. I want to say it was 2009 or 2010. I can't remember the date. The newbie investigator had only been on you know maybe 10 investigations maybe, and they were all like uh, residential. So residential investigation just basically means that it's inside of a home. So we're investigating um, paranormal activity inside someone's home. So at this point, I hadn't had a big location like Linda Vista Hospital. The very first time I came across Linda Vista Hospital was an event. And it was an event held by a team. And probably, I would say, uh, by looking at the picture, which I we will have up, there was probably like 50 of us, maybe a little bit less, maybe 30, but there was quite a, a large amount of people. And I met a lot of paranormal people that are still active to this day and um, who, were, who were just starting out just like me way back then. I don't think, I hadn't met uh, Wayne at that point yet, but I did go in and I went in with my team leader and a couple other members of my team that went with us. And it was pretty amazing to go into this location. I remember my eyes being so big and being so excited to see something on this ground of a scale as opposed to just residents, you know? It's overbearing. Like it, it definitely commands this attention right from the very beginning going in. So when you first when I first went in, right off the bat, we started having paranormal activity. I saw one of the most gigantic shadow people I've ever seen and it was pretty freaky. I hadn't seen a shadow person to my knowledge, that I would say that's definitely a shadow person. I hadn't seen one at that at that point yet, not like that. I wasn't the only one who saw it. Other people that I was investigating with saw it because they were like, oh my God, look over there. And you look over there. And we're talking, how, how big would the walls, how, like, what are the lengths, the height of the walls, you would say, Wayne? Like downstairs, like with the operating rooms and stuff like that. Pretty tall, probably like 10 plus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty tall. This shadow, we're standing kind of off by the elevators, and we're looking in the distance to the right, and you could see a shadow person that's, like, in the crease of, like, the ceiling. So, like, the body's going all the way up toward the ceiling, and the rest of, like, the upper torso is up on the ceiling. So, like, the body is the wall and up to the ceiling. And there's nobody there. Wow. And while, yes, there were so many people there that day there was absolutely nobody in that area where we're at that could have made that kind of a shadow against the wall so it's pretty creepy i will say linda vista was not a very nice place to be like there's a lot of places i like to go where even though i feel paranormal activity i feel safe i wouldn't say linda vista is one of them had some strange experiences my team leader and i i've been there multiple times maybe four in total not as many as wayne but um, one time, my team leader and I, when we were on an investigation, I don't think it was the same time, we went downstairs into the basement part, and it's pretty creepy. And I got this feeling of like, man, we got to get out of there because something was following us. And it wasn't just me, it was her as well. So we got up pretty quick, and we were just kind of creeped out by it. Linda Vista has this way of kind of drawing you in, and I wouldn't say that they don't want you there, I just to feel like they want to interact with you, the spirits or whatever's in there. Also, you can help me, Wayne. What is the building across the way? When I first started investigating, they used to say that that was a, you know, like insane asylum or whatever. But I think it was just the doctor's offices. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Was, the one on the side? Yeah. 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 At first, it was for uh, the nurses to stay there, for uh, like a little a place to live. So they want to travel so far. And eventually, after that, it was a place where families could, like a little, like almost like a little hotel, where families could stay 
while they're waiting for their loved ones to be treated in uh, Linda Vista. So they'd stay there for a few days or a couple weeks, whatever they need to do. So they wouldn't have to travel that far from their people either. It was not an insane asylum. When I first went there for the longest, that's what everyone said. You remember that rumor though, right? You've heard it before, right? Okay, yeah, so everyone was like, that's the insane asylum, and there was like this one room that was supposed to be especially more haunted than the, the entire rest of the room. I think and it was 216. Yeah, I, I remember there was a six in it. I just remember someone on the top floor, right, in the yeah. corner. Yeah, and so we investigated it, and of course, there's all, you know, old buildings always have noises, and we could chop it up to whatever we want, but I definitely had a lot of paranormal experiences, and I will mention that that building has like a subterranean or underground little connection. It has a tunnel that goes into the main hospital. And so that was pretty creepy and fun. I mean, fun for a paranormal investigator. It's probably still there. I don't know if they've boarded it up or filled it in or whatever. It might still be there. It's a tunnel that goes under the parking lot. It connects Linda Vista Hospital to that building off to its uh, left side if it's facing you. Yeah, yeah, I think for historic preservation, you can't really do big alterations. So they probably kept it, you know, so that's, I'm sure it's there maybe for some other use. Yeah, probably not the best use. If it's some of the people that used to hang out there are still there and, and charge somehow. No, <laughs> what we'll talk not, about later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. It's completely different, but it was, it was a creepy place. And for a newbie investigator, it was the perfect place to go. It was the place that everyone in the scene was going to because it was so easy to get in. There was a paranormal team that kind of had like a monopoly on it. And I won't mention what team because it's not important anymore, but uh, they allowed or didn't allow specific people to go in. They would have nightly tours. They would charge you like $45 a person to go in and investigate. Of course, that's not bad for an investigator, but the, the bad thing is they had a monopoly on that place and they were doing a lot of really um, strange things in there, which only spiraled into my, in my opinion, the whole um, activity as well. Like, like the spirits in there ate it up. They were enjoying all of this nonsense. The last time I went was in 2011 was the Paranormal Dukon. And it used to be like a little convention for the paranormal. And I had a really bad experience with the people running it. Just a really real quick bad before you get into that, just sure. out of curiosity. No, please. Now that you guys heard the description of some of the architecture inside, do you guys remember any of that or was it just too dark to kind of see? I filmed there during the day and it's just uh, the halls were big. Like Sabrina said, they're like 10 feet tall and they're kind of rounded off. Okay, maybe that could be part of the round thing yeah, they said. The top of the hallway is kind of rounded off like this with the lights going down. I mean, there wasn't really, it looked like just a regular hospital. It wasn't really anything that stood out. I guess well, after the renovations from the early days to the modern day before it right. closed, it just, well, let's just make it a hospital, you know, no special spiraling slides. I know. <laughs> I will say that the when you say that the, the curving of the hallways, yeah. I can I can vaguely remember that because I vaguely remember, if I'm remembering correctly, like a nurse's station at the end. And I don't remember a hard edge. I remember it kind of curving off. But you yeah. got to, for me, I've never been there during the daytime like Wayne. I only went as like an investigator in the night. And I didn't go as many times as him. As I, as I was saying, Wayne had been there multiple times and during the day. And I had never been in during the day. I've only been in the evening. And in the evening, it's nearly pitched black they have yeah. a couple of areas that have like lights on what you do if you've ever stayed in the pitch black and not gone to sleep is your eyes start to adjust and unfortunately you don't get to see all the nice little details of the architecture and I have to be honest I wasn't really looking for it back then as well because yeah. I'm on like the fight or flight right now because it's like we're we're hunting out ghosts to see well we're trying to capture them and we're trying to find evidence and have an experience and boy, did we. I mean, we were in that fake morgue, and there's like a fake morgue in there. Can you explain more about that, Wayne? You the said fake a morgue? fake morgue? A fake, fake morgue. morgue. Uh -huh. it, was, it was used by our film location so much, and some of the, some of the build, parts of the building say, yeah, go ahead, whatever you want to do. And they'd, they'd uh, renovate so much. Like, for instance, they had a church set, a big, huge build, uh, part of the building 
is uh was made like look like a church with wooden uh wooden cross beams and stuff like that and a chandelier hanging and the big windows you know the windows were original to the to the uh the building but they made them look like like it was a church and it's like even a a pew in front i mean uh a place where you, you spoke in front with the pews on the side. So they, they left, once the filming wrapped, they just left it like that. Why tear it down? And across the hall from uh, that place, it, it was the fake morgue. It wasn't the real one. It was, a, ah. it was just a set. And, and uh, I actually filmed where you, they open, you can open it and there's a place to put the bodies in and everything. It was all, but it was, it wasn't real, you know? It was, so it, it was like a big set, almost like a paranormal Disneyland or something. It really <laughs> was. And plus, uh, the guy that ran it, that was the caretaker, he'd buy stuff like like old old equipment and just put it in the hallway and stuff like that to make it look. I see. You know? <laughs> and boy, did it look cre- creepy if you go down there and like the operating room, they have the slabs, the gurneys, and like some medical equipment. And now, after all these years, we know that some of it, like Wayne is just saying, was there for, you know, for look. It definitely felt off. And it was a cold feeling about Linda Vista. A very, I'm telling you, not so nice feeling, but almost like in a mocking kind of way. And I know that sounds weird to say. It's almost like they just wanted to interact with people. It wasn't a, a good feeling. There's definitely lots of experiences. There was a chapel on the, one of the second floors or something, right? Do you remember that, Wayne? Because I remember one, like you're you're describing a moment ago, but it yeah. wasn't on the first floor. It was upstairs. Because I remember it being upstairs, and there was a church and a, the the pews, everything. Well, that might maybe that was the second floor, but that's it, there wasn't two of those. It was just one. It was one. Hmm. Matter of fact, I see the I see the room now. It's a big community uh, room. Everybody sits around and uh, and relaxes in uh, the Hollenbeck Terrace. I in their and their website, I see that room, and uh, how they re uh, they repurposed it. It's the same thing. It's the same room. Yeah. <laughs> There's some, and then that little tunnel is pretty creepy too. The and the basement's bizarre. I wonder. It makes you wonder what they were doing during the active times when it was an active hospital, in between the two buildings. Like, what was the purpose? I mean, I, there's many purposes that it could be used for, but. In the basement, it's a very bad, not very nice feeling that I always got when I was down there. But in the early description that I was reading, they they wanted to connect everything, so there was passageways for all the buildings to connect. Yeah, and I guess it was just innovative architecture at the time. To my knowledge, when I was going, there was just that one passageway. Maybe the uh, they had them blocked off on the other end. But again, this isn't dark, and I'm not. I don't know enough. I'm young. I'm in my 20, so I'm not really speaking up asking about like all oh, the architecture and all the little different you know pieces and I wish you know if we could I go know. back and do it all over again I there's know. so many things but then they've got those amazing little archways on the side I always remembered those with the little balconies and oh, those yeah not yeah, something architectural so okay so bring us back to what what kind of ended the whole era of linda vista you said there was like a big situation that happened and how did that kind of end end of era sabrina causing trouble as usual (laughs) (laughs) that sabrina that's that's an inside joke old paranormal investigators called me that sabrina i am that that sabrina so we, there was a stew con. What is stew? What is stew con? The person who used to run it. Was named Stu? He had like a show. Didn't he have a show called The Stew or something like that? The Paranormal Stew, yeah. Oh. He had a show, like a little YouTube show or something like that called The Paranormal Stew. I had never watched an episode. Anyway, he, so he made like stew con so it was like a convention it was my first one i was so excited and i actually my team leader and i were there the night before we went on like a paranormal spree we met up with some friends of hers that one was actually a cop and he got us into some places that we should not have been in and we were drinking and we were having a blast and we ended up at linda vista hospital at, like two or three in the morning and the people of Stucon who were running it, two guys, they were asleep at the psychiatric ward, which is like, 
you know, the second building, right? Well, that's what I knew it to be back then. For a long time, that's what I thought it was. So that's what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. So we were ready to muck. I remember like my stomach was going off and we were making jokes because it kept making some investigating, you know, you want a quiet environment. And then if someone's stomach rumbles, you can hear that. And it's like a joke. So I remember all these fun things we were doing. We were literally running up and down the stairs, like nobody's business, having fun. And the two old men were on the floor, like on their sleeping bag or whatever, snoring. And we left. And later on that day was Stucon. It was my first one. I was so excited. We wore a little paranormal shirt. And I'll have a picture for you guys to see. Young Sabrina in her, in her shirt, her team shirt. And we went um, with another friend's team. I saw Wayne. At that point, I had known Wayne at that last time. I have pictures. Actually, we have pictures. You and I and Joe. Yeah, you'll have to provide those for us, too. And we have pictures, and we were having fun and mingling with people and meeting new people. It was a blast. And at some point, me and my team leader and the friend um, paranormal team, we decided to go off to the fake chapel. Now I remember. It's all coming back to me. There was a fake chapel. Because yeah. we were looking for Wayne Poe because he had a puppet thing going on. I was showing, actually showing the, the very first showing of my documentary that I was making since 2010. I finished it and I asked, can I show it at the StuCon? And they go, yeah, sure. So they let me film it at the, I mean, uh, set it up at the StuCon that no one could find. Long story. <laughs> well, whatever it was that you were doing, we were looking for you. And we kind of... Uh, follow these like caution tapes and we sat down in like the fake chapel now i remember there was the fake chapel i gotta say one thing this is after i left we took pictures and everything we said our goodbyes and you guys went back in this is after i left but we didn't know you left oh okay that's why we were looking for you because we wouldn't be looking for you if we knew you left (laughs) we went looking for him and we followed the yellow caution tape and stuff and we ended up at the, the fake chapel. There was a fake chapel. Now I remember it. There's a real chapel on the second floor in the hospital. The fake chapel, the one that you were talking about, I remember it now. And we were in there for a while. We're like, oh, we don't know where to go. So we kind of sat down and relaxed because our a girl on our team, her foot was hurting. We were met by security. And at this point, it had a reputation for being rough. Like the team that ran this hospital, like the whole people coming in and out, they were kind of and had a reputation for being rough because they're from Los Angeles. We'll just say that. And so they had that persona and that's what they liked and that's what they, they pushed. And um, the security guard came at me crazy and cursing, not at just me, all of us cursing at us crazy to get the F out of there, right? 20 year old Sabrina, not that my age now, Sabrina would take that, but I certainly was not taking it back then. I was a little rough around the edges my own self. So I, you know, bowed back at him and we were just having a shouting fight. We left out of the area and we kind of like went on our own in a little circle and just tried to regroup. It was getting late. My team leader decided to confront the person who runs Stucon and the person who was running the whole program, the paranormal program there. She, he mouthed off at her. He told her that it was her fault. And it was a big mistake. It was all miscommunication. And if we could have all been adults, it could have been different. But everyone just took it to extreme. And unfortunately, because of that, because she had a lot of clout in Southern California of who she was, she had been investigating for a very long time, my team leader, she rallied a bunch of people and oppositely, they rallied, you know, the the team that started all this drama or the one that ran Linda Vista, I should say, they also rallied a lot of people and it became, you know, like, us versus them, it really fucked up the whole paranormal scene in Southern California. Because if you, you, no one wanted to cross barriers. Like if you either, if you agreed with this person, with my team leader, then you couldn't hang out with the people at Linda Vista and vice versa. It became the end of a beautiful thing that was here in Southern California or in California in general, because a lot of the people that were at Stucon were actually from more Northern parts of, of California. And unfortunately, to this day, it's only gotten worse with the election, stuff like that. So so unfortunately, there's not a very active paranormal community in California. used to be a thriving one, and now everything's really low-key. But Linda Vista was the side of this. And one, I mean, I can't blame Linda Vista, but I almost wonder if Linda Vista just sat there like, yeah, this is the shit. 
because that place loved bullshit. It just loved bad energy. But you guys are saying it because of like the hood element to it, like the gangsters that passed away there? No. Well, not, not the that literally the gangsters, but just kind of like that part. Here's the thing, and then this is a thing for me. And I can only speak for myself and Wayne can speak for himself. Me going in, you know me. You know who I am and you knew who I was. 20, we didn't know each other 20 years ago like or 15 years ago or whatever, 13 years ago. Almost, but not quite. But I come from that kind of lifestyle. So it used to get me like really upset when people used to be like, oh, this is hood. Like there's an, there's an actual, and Wayne can back me up on this, on, on the Linda Vista um, episode and uh, Ghost Adventures. I think he's talking shit about Linda Vista and it being in Compton or something like that. He refers to how bad it is and it's in Compton. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, why are all these cholos and all these gangsters? And I'm like, but that's, that's you know, so I used to go in there and have to deal with people with that kind of... Uh, Zach Bagans is a little extreme and he's like this... He's like yeah. this, he sounds like, he feels like this homeschool white guy that's never had any adversity in his life and was always in a good, good uh, neighborhood. So when he sees people that look slightly tough or something, he's like, oh, my God, I don't want to walk around here, you know. But, you know, also, it's interesting because if you're investigating, are you only looking for spirits from 1899? Like, what does it really Yes, yes. And we have this this joke that, like, why are all the paranormal hauntings always with these young little white girls in these, like, Victorian nightgowns? Like, why aren't they, like, you know people that are more modern and yes and they're, they're I'm sure a lot of those souls are people that are I don't want to say trapped I think they probably trapped them their own selves maybe with their unfinished business or for whatever reason but maybe they were characters and maybe not so nice here on the street there's, and actually, I think un- there's actually unconfirmed rumor about Linda Vista that uh, a gang a gangbanger haunts the place and a doctor that was killed haunts the place the, the rumor goes that in the trauma room, uh, a gangbanger came in after being shot up and he died. And uh, the guy's uh, friends uh, hunted down the, the doctor in the parking lot and shot him because his, their friend got killed. But well, it's, and Dr. Edwards, it, it's not it's not a confirmed thing. It's just people been pushing down that uh, story over and over again. I can't find anything even. Yeah. So let me tell you a little bit. Like I try to find the facts and um, look at articles from different newspapers through the years. Yeah. I didn't find any kind of big dramatic deaths or like any shooting like that. That would definitely be an article. All right. Um, The only deaths I found were like the main, the main doctor, as far as like the one that was there for 30 years, he passed away like, in general like oh he passed away um there was like in the early years you know deaths of like uh, engineers from the train company like they they passed away during the train crash and had to breathe you know things like that but that's even, actually why the hospital was built yeah yeah but even like the 80s 90s because linda vista i mean it was honestly only there a very short time as linda vista right from 84 yeah. to 91 so that's not, not a even a time. decade Mm-mm. Right. But even during that time, there was not a lot of like crazy articles about any kind of like, I, I saw more on the general hospital one. So, well, maybe suppression. We, you know, we don't know how bad it was. We can only imagine how bad it was. And not just that Linda Vista, but anywhere in Los Angeles during that time. And I think that some of the souls that are there, they're just not ready to let go of their you know, of their path, they want to interact and they want to affect people still to this day. Rather, not their gangsters. I'm not saying it's because they're gang members, but I feel like they're just not ready to move on and they they enjoyed it. They enjoyed the the encounters with investigators and anyone else who come and look. Had some really weird experiences there. Yeah, and I I think also maybe it's hard to imagine like maybe that it is a more modern spirit i guess because in the latino community we do all these rituals to send them to heaven you know the the rosary for nine days and it's not even discussed that they're going to be a ghost or paranormal you know so yeah it's not something we hear about at all so i could see why maybe that sounds kind of weird or um we don't think about it as much 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that totally makes sense culturally. It yeah. really does. But also it, it makes sense because it's in the community and it's ties and, you know, that lifestyle. You can imagine how old some the, the, the ages of these people who are being murdered during that high, you know, time or during the gang wars. And who knows? But who yeah, knows? but realistically, if they did pass away from something very tragic or unresolved maybe they are going to be like upset right and this was built for like the railroads and we know how dangerous railroads were back then what if the employees got maimed or died in there too it could be someone from that time too yeah in fact it's a whole new perspective that i certainly did not look as an investigator back then definitely you know us being friends over the years and now look at where we're at with this whole podcast in our perspective now it almost makes me want to go back and investigate everything i did before with this whole whole new different eyes you know yeah, that would be cool really you, you could do that i mean i, I guess I'm, you could on the outside <laughs> i was there a lot obviously i can't go back and i was there i was at camarillo state medical hospital a lot and i don't really feel like going back because i feel like we've just done it to death i'm not sure what else different we can do there one of the things that i did at uh, linda vista I was there so much, I asked them, can I show my movie there? And they said, yes. So I, I had a meeting with them. I said, well, we're going to put it in the chapel and you'll have the whole thing set up. It'll be, it'll be great. And I said, okay. There was a guy there that used to hang out with 3AM Paranormal. He hung out at Linda Vista a lot. I mean, he practically lived there, you know, much more than I would visit, you know. And uh, normally he'd be just a silly guy and he'd tell jokes and things like that. But I, but I, I was watching him in the in the office the whole time he's sitting there like this just like that and i go so you okay and he goes yeah yeah i'm okay i'm cool and then he'd go back to like this you know i said it's, it's so weird you know so they uh they took me to, to the chapel and said we're just to set up this net and, and so i said my goodbyes and as i'm walking out of the building in the guy's uh the caretaker's office he's just he's like a, a like a puppet everybody just does like stuck in a corner he's just like this I'm going, what's going on with this guy? Like he's, I don't know if he's being taken over by something because paranormal investigators would warn me, uh, don't get too attached to a place because it'll start drawing you back there more than you don't even want to go, but you're there. And some things could kind of take you over. And of course, being like a borderline skeptic, I didn't believe any of that stuff. He wasn't on opiates. <laughs> I don't it's, know. It sounds like a kind of an opiate high. You're like on a euphoria. <laughs> I, mean, are you, are you I don't think so. He was in med school. I, I don't. I don't think so. Maybe he's trying it? to be a nurse or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he could be, but he didn't come off like that to me when I've met him. Yeah, I used to hang around with him a lot because he used to hang out with Three AM Paranormal a lot, and he was always, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of goofy sometimes. You know, that day he was just uh, maybe he had a bad day. I don't know, but it just looked to me like he was just like. You know, he's just like in his own trance and he, you have to like hit him and see, okay, you know, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, <laughs> if anything, he would be like hypoglycemic, like, or he's having some kind of diabetic issue or something. Sure. That sounds like more than anything else, but it could be paranormal too. <laughs> yeah. The gatekeeping there and that hot, like the gatekeeping by the paranormal investigator team that had a, a control over it just got really bad. But a lot of people, like even random people that are just, you know, Los Angelinos that wanted to see something interesting had been in there. So I'm so surprised you never went in there. Well, I was going to share about why I even knew about it. But before we get to that, is there any special part of the building you could say is your favorite part you went to, like architecture wise or investigation wise that the you like? The one place I liked, I, I think it was a surgical suite when the, the uh, hospital was active. And that's the big place where the Ghost Adventures episode where the, the guy sees the ghost and runs out of the building. You know, that was the, that was the big section where I used, to lo- I used to like investigating there. The paranormal investigators I went to, they'd always go to that room and set up and sit down and set up recorders and everything and, and have EVP sessions and stuff like that. That was, that was my favorite part. So what's your favorite part of the building you could say back then or? If we're talking about architecturally, 
I really remember having long conversations and I'm just thinking in my head back then when I was young, like, come on, let's get a move on. And it was because I didn't know anyone and I was young. And I remember those arches with those balconies with the, the stairs right there. That's really lovely. And recently you and I went not too long ago. It looks so different in the daytime. It looks so friendly. It really has some really beautiful parts to it. But my favorite parts to it were the worst parts were like the parts in the um, basement or the surgical area, like the surgical room, just because you get so much activity there. You can just imagine what it would have been like in its heyday. Basement's just really bad. And that's weird to say that's my favorite part, but as a paranormal investigator, that's what we're there for is to get, you know, some sort of something from a spirit and mm -hmm. some sort of response. And I always felt like we either got a response or just really bad feelings. And yeah, so those are my favorite part. I really like that little insane asylum that was never insane asylum too. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> and the tunnel was cool. The tunnel was cool. So it was a cool little spot. It's, a, it's like a little nugget, and a random nugget on a random street. Yeah, I'm glad it's still there. Yeah, like for me, I only had gone there. I probably told you guys already maybe a couple of times to go see if we could bomb the building or paint it. <laughs> but it was already known that it was a hot place. Like it was hot. Like there was always security, like you get kicked out. So it wasn't like that interesting to me because I knew it was hot. So it wasn't like really worth trying to get in if we were going to be chased out. So I remember going one time just to test it out, like to the front steps. It was late at night, the front steps, like, you know, the walkway thing to the main door. Yeah, where it had the big sign, Linda Vista. Yeah, just going up there just to see if anybody pop out. And they did. The security guard started, like, talking, like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, talking crap or whatever. And uh, we were just like, nothing. We're just chilling. We we didn't have paint or nothing. We just wanted to test it out. And he did pop out. So he must have been, you know, already looking. But that was it because it was just known to be hot. So I don't know. I can't. Maybe it was, like, when I was living in LA, so maybe like 2013, 2014 already. So it was already like before it got remodeled, obviously, but it was probably after that whole thing with you guys. It oh, yeah. was. And that time got really weird after that. Like it was already weird, but it got really weird where they really, I heard, and I can't substantiate any of the claims that they were having like random tattooers in the rooms and just like random stuff going on there. So it got yeah. really weird in those times. So I'm glad you didn't go in, honestly. I mean, they I remember them having like paran paranormal women in there, you know, investigating naked. And it was like oh a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, so it got really weird. So I'm so glad you didn't go in during that time. No. Yeah, I mean, our intentions well, were something else, but yeah. I know, but still the people there were just sketchy. Yeah. Well, like the people, the paranormal team that ran it. Well, the worst thing about it was before that paranormal team took over, you would just talk to the caretaker and book a time to get in and investigate. It was just through him. Somehow this team got together with that guy's so basically, I don't know, I wasn't there, I don't know. We can make more money doing it this way. So they took over the, the booking of the paranormal teams and it was whoever their friends were over whoever booked first, you know? One thing that's really, what really sucks about it is if there were actually a legitimate paranormal team, they had the run of the entire place. And they could have set up a, like a two-week camera thing or something on one floor and close off that floor. And it, it'd be, it would have been like a paranormal laboratory, perfect paranormal laboratory to investigate mm -hmm. things like that. They didn't do one thing like that. There hasn't been, no one made a documentary about it, paranormal, anything that happened in there, nothing. They were just there for the money. My opinion, they were just there for the money. Well, now we have a discussion about this on a podcast so yeah <laughs> before we wrap it up because we we have a few more minutes time wise i did want to ask the question and get that our our the person that was a supporter asked just to get kind of your perspective because now it's very very different fast forward to now and he, they were curious about and i'll read the question in verbatim and then you guys could share your answers not verbatim but your thoughts <laughs> Okay, so the person asked, I'm curious about Linda Vista. I stopped by before they converted into senior living. I'm wondering if the residents are experiencing hauntings. Any thoughts? Who wants when to go first? go first? I have, I've heard people, I wonder if it's haunted. So it's got to be haunted. 
It has to be haunted. I haven't heard one legitimate claim that it was. The only thing I found, I think it was a Yelp review or something where one person said, yeah, I live here and sometimes things happen and we hear noises and someone should investigate this place. It, it didn't sound like a senior wrote it. You know what I mean? I can't, I couldn't <laughs> evaluate it. So I don't, if it was really as super active as some have, have uh, boosted the history of Linda Vista, you'd have people running out of there and there'd be news reports that no one could stay at uh, Hollenbeck Terrace. It's a big flop because no one wants to stay there because it's so active and so haunted. But obviously that hasn't happened. Yeah, interesting. That's an interesting perspective. So yeah, what about you, Sabrina? Let me preface this to say that we went, you and I, we went not too long ago and we did a whole walk around the entire, the entire property. And we took some time and sat around and just kind of felt the vibe. That's kind of my thing. I kind of feel vibe. I will say it, it felt completely different. And to go back to the question, I think that it's a slippery slope that we're on when we try to dredge up possible uh, paranormal activity in the senior living home just because we don't know like how bad the seniors are in there. We saw different types of seniors doing different types of activities on the outside, but we don't know what's on the inside. We don't want our seniors to be plagued with bad dreams or to be scared where they're sleeping. And the only way we could possibly know is by word of mouth. So I think it's, it's safe to say that there's definitely activity. I don't think that there's anything that's harming them. That bad feeling I used to feel before, I didn't feel it the last time we went. It felt like a new piece, a new, a new beginning for this place that had been like demoralized by the bad happenings that had happened over the year and these seniors have given it a new life mm -hmm. and I wouldn't want to go and wreck the the, the last years of their lives by asking questions unnecessarily I think that she'll always and she meaning Linda Vista will always have paranormal activity but to what kind of extent where at and, and which locate like what part of the building it's hard to say but i think that maybe there's a truce going on right now because it seems a lot more warm and sunny than it ever had in the past in any of my of my experiences even for me that i don't really get feelings it was just it was just very nice and calm the senior man came out right there was a man he that came did. Out. i think we just said hi or if you live here and he said oh i thought you were my granddaughter or something yeah <laughs> Yeah. And we didn't dig deep into him. We're like, oh no, no. We just like the building or I don't forget what we said, but just something. Yeah. It looks so cute in that little building, how they cleaned it up in the front. Yeah, it was. And I could, I was trying to see from the inside, you could see like a really nice lobby type of thing. It was really nice. They restored it really well. It looks like the color has been painted fresh. It's like a new beginning for this place that was doomed it seems almost as if it was doomed from the beginning in the sense that it closed so soon and it had such a horrible reputation and now it sits with pride boasting you know a community of thriving seniors from what we could see i think the only way that we could probably like gather information about possibly haunted activity is through employees that work there we didn't really see any employees at least i don't remember seeing any employees but it feels happy and prideful and bright and yeah. i've seen seniors gardening and that was such a wonderful thing to see especially because i've been in there and in the trenches if you will like in the basement and feeling and having the experiences down there and it being a horrible thing and to see it come from that to this i don't know maybe it just needed a chance for peace and now it looks like they have peace and wayne you haven't been there in a, since it's been remodeled i haven't been there since the paranormal stew thing happened i mean I, i've oh. drove, i've driven i've driven by a year or two ago but i didn't stop you know there was no parking anyway and it was, and it's not Linda Vista anymore, so I wasn't really interested. Maybe we got to go back and just go with Wayne and just see what. You could be my definitely. Uh, you guys could be my my uh, my caretakers because I'm 57. I can actually live there now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So thank you for that for that response for the the person that was really interested. So we'll go ahead and um, end it now. So 
basically if you guys want to continue to follow us on our podcast page look for us on beyond the facade podcast follow me on my personal one doña junta swap me underscore chronicles and you know i post all kinds of stuff there and you know yeah so thank you for that yeah and you can catch me at uh, observing underscore spooks underscore and other vices oh you can that's the best thing to do is look me up on uh, instagram mr pose morgue i have a link tree of all my other stuff that I do. And uh, I even got some interviews, including one of the last ones I did with you guys on that link tree. So you can have all, you can have all those links in one place. We do have to shout you out, Wayne. He's the one that helps us edit the videos. So shout out to Wayne. Thank you for that. Thanks, Wayne. Uh, we have You're to welcome. learn ourselves. I said that was going to be a goal. I need to go to your house so you could teach me. I don't know, but thank you again for that. <laughs> Just ca- yeah. uh, So we'll, we'll wrap it up from now. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.